Welcome to the Kingdom Life San Antonio podcast. For more information about Kingdom Life San Antonio, check out KingdomLifeSA.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Here's today's message. Thank you. Yay. I'm so glad to be here, and it does feel easy and fun, and that is a huge gift. And part of that gift is because I love you guys and I know you. But another piece of that gift is um, just Jesus. I was terrified to open my mouth in front of anyone until I was about in third grade. I was so shy. Everybody called me shy. I really wasn't shy. I just was very scared. And Jesus has delivered me from so much anxiety. I mean, God, I used to just live in it. And now if I feel it for even 10 seconds, I'm like, nah, no, I, I, I can't go back. Um, so it's really a joy to be here. Okay, I, I'm excited to um, jump in because I want to do, I want to give from who I am in the way that mothers do. And I do want to honor my mom who's watching right now, Lil Yates. And I want to, oh, and the perfect timing. And I want to honor my mother-in-law who we called G-Mom. Um, I have the best mothers that surround us. We do have five kids and people always say, how do y'all do that? And I'm like, with a lot of help. And those two women help me. My mom keeps them Tuesdays. My mother-in-law keeps them Thursdays and we have other help. So when you hear I have five kids, don't be like making a story up in your head about how busy I am. Really, thank God for the help. Okay. I want to talk about mothering. I want to talk about hearing God. I want to talk about living from that place. And then I want to talk about this that I really want you to hear me on. And I don't normally do this when I talk about hearing God, but I actually really feel God on this part of this message. I want to talk about how you help people hear God. So as you listen and as we go through how to hear God, I want you to be hearing it from the place of you're going to help people do this. Because when you actually think you're going to teach something, you listen in a whole different way. And I have, I mean, if I put it to my 10,000 hours into anything, it is helping people hear God. Um, but you don't have to put 10,000 hours into it. You literally can put one hour tonight into it and then you can do it. Because it's actually, this is the secret to my job, it's the easiest thing you will ever do. It's not hard. And the reason is, and you can go on to the next one. Thank you, Kara and everybody, Brittany and everybody, Brent, who do, does this for us. Okay, um, I'm so glad I have the slides because it reminds me what I'm not saying. Um, you do need a pen and paper because I'm going to make you kind of participate with me since you will be helping other people hear God. You can do it on your phone as long as you're putting it somewhere. And I really do love questions about this. So I'm, I'm here afterwards. If you have a legitimate question and any question is legitimate, please, please come talk to me. Okay, you can go to the next one. Okay, I want you to learn to teach people to hear God for themselves. I'm way more concerned that you feel confident that you can hear God anytime, and you will by the end of tonight. That's an easy one. We can check that box super fast. And I want you to be confident in helping other people, and here's why. I think you can tell people about Jesus, and that can go really well. But I don't think it means that much if they walk away and they don't know how to hear from him for the rest of their lives. A lot of us grew up knowing about Jesus, and a lot of us 
then really struggled with this thing of, I feel disconnected. I feel like I'm disappointing him. I don't really feel like I'm one with God. I don't, I, I want to hear God. I should be hearing God. She hears God. Casey hears God. Joey hears God. But I don't know if I hear God. And that to me, like, I'm just so tired of, of all the busyness around our faith if this piece is not in place. I don't care what you believe about Jesus. I care that you are able to freely hear him now. And like Anna said, live from that place. Really, there's nothing else. We have nothing else to talk about if this is not settled for you. So I really, that's my prayer, is that what's settled for you tonight is not only that you can. And you may be going, I've never even thought about that I can hear God. If that's you, great. You're going to jump in tonight, and then you'll be able to swim in those waters. But you may hear God for yourself all the time, but just have questions. And I hope that I'm able to address some of those. But you may be thinking, I can't help people do that. And that's the place that I really want to impart to you if there's any part of like mothering that I bring. It would be in this place of it's really easy and it comes naturally through conversation and I want to make it super simple tonight. So that's why you may want to take notes. I have never seen that they have these notes in the back of the chair that say hearing notes and Claire wrote on it for me. I thought that was awesome because we're talking about hearing tonight. Okay, um, I, when we talk about living in a minute after we talk about hearing God, I can't get out of Genesis 1 through 3, I mean, for years, and Kelly teaches on it, and I, there's one piece I want to give you because I think it's totally connected to this. So we're going to talk a little bit more part three-ish on the two trees in the garden. Okay, you can go to the next one. Y'all, I never teach from slides, but this is how strongly I feel about y'all learning this tonight. So I'm being a little bit more didactic and organized around this so that you can take it and run with it. Okay, um, we, I just want you, these are just questions for you. You may want to write down the questions so when you look back at your notes, you know what the heck you were answering. Okay, so I just want you to write these down. You could take a picture of it and start answering it, whatever you need to do, but take a minute and ask yourself these questions. What shoulds or shouldn'ts do you hold about yourself, others, or life? So I'll give you an example. One for me, my whole life that I have felt is I should be good. I should love Jesus. I should be kind. Sheesh, Claire. <laughs> She's making me laugh. Um, I should be a good mom. I should be a good friend. I should not be angry. Okay, it's going to look different for you, but think about what shoulds or shouldn'ts you hold strongly. What must always, must never. I must never hurt anyone. That's one for me. I must never feel or express anger. It's a real problem if you actually feel that way, which I did for a long time. Okay, and then what, what nags at you? You probably know this, but you may not actually be to the root of it. In a minute, we'll hear God on it. But just wherever you take your temperature, what do you think is the core lie that you've struggled with all your whole life? I can't fail. I am a failure. I'm a fraud. I mean, that's the territory that you want to get to. That's like core. I'm nothing. Mine is I'm not enough. Anytime I do hearing, listening prayer and kind of ask Jesus about lies I've believed, you can almost always bet I'm not enough is going to come up in there. Okay, go on to the next one. Okay, 
just check in real fast too about where you are in hearing God. And I just totally honest, this is not a quiz. This is just really helpful for you to take note of it. What do you feel about hearing God? What do you need in your relationship with being able to hear God? What do you want? And what are your questions? I feel confident. I feel confused. I feel disconnected. Whatever that is, just go ahead and come up with it because we're going we're gonna to practice on some of these things in a minute. Y'all kind of wave at me when you've got it, just so I don't move too fast. Okay, I'm going to actually right now insert just a moment for you to listen. And listening to Jesus, the reason it's so easy is because Jesus is always speaking. You already hear him, and he speaks faster than you think, but he speaks in the way that you think. So I'm going to say it again. You already hear him, all of you. I don't care if you know you do or not, you do. That's why this is so easy. He's always speaking. He's faster than you. And it's going to come in the way you already think. Okay? So I'm going to ask a question. I'm praying. You're not. You're just recording the very first thing that comes to your mind, however it comes. And we know God. Things, think about the way you think. You don't just think in sentences, although you do. You think in pictures. You think in words. You think in feelings. And some of you think in feelings so strongly that you think you don't hear God when you ask, but you're feeling God. And then you get to put words and pictures to it. So don't judge yourself. Just record. All you're doing is recording because you already hear him. Nothing blocks you. Nothing. Okay, you ready? I'm going to ask Jesus a question. You're going to record the answer. Jesus, how do I feel about hearing you? Okay, just write down what comes. Did everybody get something pretty quick? If you're a feeler or an overthinker, I need you to write it down. The reason is in your sweet little brain that's so smart, you're going to go, well, I thought of, I felt warmth like the sunshine, and then I felt peace, and then I thought about my, my mom, and then, I, and then you're going to be like, oh, I didn't get anything. I'm like, no, you got peace, the sunshine, and your mom. Write it down. <laughs> Okay? Don't tell me you didn't get anything. Nothing's never nothing. Nothing is never nothing. Just write anything you can possibly record that came to your brain. Okay? We're going to do it again. Second question, Jesus. And I asked you a second ago what you think you need around hearing God. But I'm asking Jesus so you might get a little different answer, an affirmation. You just listen to what comes across the ticker tape of your mind when I ask the question. Ready? Jesus. 
When it comes to hearing you, what do I need? Okay, usually what, what's going to be Jesus, and we'll kind of fetter it out here in a minute. You can check it. It's usually going to be the fast thing. It's always going to be something that builds you up. It is never going to come from a place of shaming you. So if you heard something like, well, you're really not good enough to hear my voice, then you go, oh, that's not God because that's not how God talks. So I'm going to give you a chart for that in a minute. Okay, go ahead and go to the next slide. Okay. I kind of just said this, but this is another way to say it that I just want you to be aware of. This isn't something you have to believe. It's just something that is. God is the one that is always speaking, and you are his creation made by his very word, so you will hear him. So you already do hear God. I just promise you 100%. I, can, I didn't believe that when I first started helping people hear Jesus. I thought some people could and some people couldn't. But the beauty of doing this is that I know everybody can. Everybody, I, I can't find anybody who can't hear God. I'm serious. Find me the person. Um, okay, number two, you already struggle with this. I still struggle with this. As simple as it is and as clear as I'm going to try to make it for you, I still struggle with it in my daily living because I'm, it's a practice, y'all. It's just a practice. So you get to practice right now, and then you get to practice a little more later, and then you get to practice for the rest of your life, and really you are going to involve into this person especially in eternity, but hopefully really more on this side of eternity, who lives from the conversation because you're aware that it's a lie that you're alone up there and it, the truth is you're always talking. You're always in a conversation. You're always in a conversation. And most of the time, you probably haven't recognized that it's God. You're not alone up there. He's the Emmanuel God. He's with you. If that's true, you are not thinking alone. You do not have any sort of thing called a monologue in your brain. You only have dialogue. You live from dialogue all the time already. So now we're just going to hone it to be the dialogue with God. Okay? Um, you, oh, I said it. There we go. You are made for a lifestyle of dialogue with God. Okay, next one. Okay, this is, you know, I know it's probably too many words for a slide, but I don't care. My point is... <laughs> I grew up with a real awareness of original sin. My whole faith life was based on um, a real keen awareness of original sin. You know, the whole garden story to me was about original sin and how it entered in and why I'm so messed up and why I need Jesus so much. I do need Jesus. But I think the garden story is so much more about an awareness of original connection. It's, it's there from moment one. It is original creation, original connection. And we have this incredible story there at the very beginning where God speaks life. He speaks it. He speaks it. And when he speaks, these things come into being. So there's our list. Now, if you can find yourself on this list, then... There's no way you cannot hear God because you literally, you're, you're sitting here as a response to his voice. Your breath is a response to his voice. Your desire, for you to ever even desire, even if you don't want to come today and like your friend, your friend made you come or something, 
Your willingness to even get close to worship is a response. Every time you, you worship, it is a response to his voice. He invites people to worship him. You didn't have that idea. We think we have all these good ideas and he's so humble he doesn't even take credit for it when it's like he's drawing you. It's, everything you do is pretty much a response. We are a response. Your life is a response to God. So go on to the next one. The point of that is you're not the exception. Like you, you are not the one who is disconnected. You, you belong. You are not the person who's isolated. But I promise you, if I came and had a conversation with every single one of you, and I can tell you my story too, I promise you everybody thinks they're the exception to the rule. Everybody's afraid that they're disconnected more than everybody else. It's part of being a human. To be a human is to be afraid that you're a fraud and that you might, like, terrified of failure. So then we work really, really hard to get it right, and we look really good, but inside we're, like, terrified that we're a worm. I'm not the only one. I know it's you because I also have talked to plenty of you. But I know it because I, I know it real well because I've so experienced it. I mean, so much of my faith was built on fear that I wasn't enough not on knowing Jesus. Now, he's so good, he brings us along. But, okay, you are molded from the very form and substance of the word himself. So I just want to take a minute and appreciate that. Like, he didn't mess up. He did not mess up when he made you. Sin didn't mess you up. I don't care how it came into the world. You're enough. You're made to hear him. You're made to live from connection. That is the original truth, and that's the gospel. Next slide. If I was going to, like, ask you to take a picture of a slide, it would probably be this one because I don't feel like I'm going to totally do it justice right now, but I hope that I do it justice with my whole life. Embodiment of Jesus' words over your life, which it's going to be different over Anne Marie's than mine. Embodiment of his words is the key differentiator and activator for every human. So he's spoken things over me for my whole life, and a lot of them come in the form of deep desire. So there's things in me that I have been desiring since I was a little kid. I've also been shaming myself for them. Because that thing that we all do where we go, I'm a fraud, I'm nothing, I'm alone, am I okay, am I good enough, let me prove it, let me not, let me hide, let me get big. However we've all done our version of trying to get, win approval of people and, and God, however we've done it, that, thing sh that, that, that action in the world, because it's not in alignment with who he said we were, it causes us shame around who, we, who he does say we are, because it's not congruent. Okay, go on to the next slide. The thing that you need to know, and you know, we've all heard this, light shines in the darkness, darkness can't understand it, but we really, really, really need to know it, because I think if we know this, I'm not going to hear so many people talking about the enemy. If we know this, I'm, you have no excuse in the best way for not becoming full on who God made you to be. 
Because this is true. The only thing that maybe can eclipse this is that sometimes because God's made me so powerful just like him, because I'm a chip off the old block, he made me in his image, and just like you, because of that, if I believe that darkness is a thing, it empowers it for me. But the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not, will never overcome it because we know darkness isn't actually a thing. So God's voice cannot be silenced, not even by you. In the context of hearing God, what I'm really trying to say here is that even if you think that something you've done or a situation or your current circumstances can silence God's voice, it can't because his, remember his voice literally is the light. It creates the light. So again, everybody can hear God. Okay, going on to the next one. This is another one to take a picture of because um, this is how you're going to help other people hear God and do it safely. Definitely, we understand that some people have said that they like bombed an abortion clinic because of what God told them to do. They were not hearing God. Some people have made up whole religions because of what they said that they were hearing from God. They may or may not have been hearing from God. So how do we keep it safe? How do we keep it like, how do we make it mainstream is actually my passion. Because it's one reason you'll never hear me use technically the word the prophetic when I'm teaching about hearing God. It's simply because for people that word means often something future telling or something that's insider for the church rather than, am I talking about the prophetic when I'm talking about hearing God? Yes. But I'm also not talking about just a gift and I'm not just talking about a certain functioning of that gift or an office. I'm talking about literally the way that will give you life. And so it's, it, it's got to be this broader, broader thing. So let's do it safely. The God's voice side of the chart, obviously Jesus, the cross, is in the middle for a reason. Jesus is the way for us to live from the voice of God. So you can see that little green highlighted is your voice. You have a choice. I can literally jump over here and go, God, I should, really shouldn't say anything because what do I know anyway? Well, I have a choice to live on the side of shame and condemnation. Or I can, because of Jesus, literally step over into this space that looks a little, lot more like Jesus and the overarching story of Scripture. So that's where this side comes from. If I was going to do this real simply on a napkin at coffee with my friends, I would literally just draw a cross and put love on one side and fear on the other. I might also put life on one side and lack on the other because those are like such core differentiators, if that makes sense. Okay, so when you go to hear God's voice, this is why it's safe to practice and practice a lot. When you go to hear him and then you write it out, ticker tape, I'm telling you, don't, don't judge, just put what comes to your mind. Then you get to look at it and go, okay, bomb the abortion clinic. Which side would that fall on? Yeah, okay, uh, putting a line through that, not God. I love you and I've never left you. Okay, yeah, that, that sounds like Jesus. Says, and you may not know scripture. It's a good reason to get into scripture and see how it aligns. But, but does this sound like love? Is it coming from a place of love? Um, I'm gonna highlight conviction versus condemnation because this is a big one. I think a lot of my life, I thought that hearing God and conviction was, I thought the Holy Spirit was convicting me of sin and it was condemnation. It was all condemnation. 
Well, you really should be in your Bible more. Well, you really should not have done that. Well, you really don't have anything to offer. Uh, You really should um, hold back your heart from people. I mean, I really did think that was the Holy Spirit. You um, You really just need to repent more. Um, if it at all doesn't bring life to you, or if it at all sounds disappointing, it's worth, whether you're not sure if it's on God's side or the other side, it's worth just asking the question about what you're unsure about. So, bomb on abortion clinic, X, not it. You really should pray more. Hmm, kind of sounds like something Jesus might say, but you know what? It, it kind of makes me feel like I'm not enough. That, so that feeling of not enough is actually way more on this side. If it's God, it will give you life. So God could say, Case, I really want you to pray more. And when Jesus says it, it's like there's this expectancy, there's this invitation, there's something that's actually freeing about the reprimand. You're like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so some, and this is what happens in the garden. You know, I mean, it's like, God, if God says it, amazing, it'll bring you life. If something else with a different purpose says it, he can say the same words. It doesn't mean it's God. So where is it coming from? What does it produce in you? So if even I'm a little disappointed by what I'm feeling, I want to check it. And this is how you check it. You just go, okay, Jesus, I got that I should be praying more. Is that really you? And immediately in my head, I heard no. Not from that place. You should be. Jesus, what are you saying? That's your key question for life. Jesus, what are you saying? If you don't hear me say anything else tonight, this is your key question for life. Jesus, what are you saying? And then you listen. And not Jesus, what are you saying? Kelly, what do you think Jesus is saying to me? Because you're putting too much weight on her and pressure on her to be the conduit for God for you, and you are being a victim Because you think you can't hear God or that Kelly hears better than you. Kelly hears awesome, but not better than you. Okay, conviction will be like the kindness of God leads us to repentance. It's his kindness, okay? And condemnation will feel harsh. It will feel like, uh, messed up again. Okay, lack and life. We're going to move into that more in a minute, so I just want to highlight it. Should and ought. Whenever you hear should from the voice of God, I'm begging you to double check it. Whenever you hear, well, I really ought to. Or when you're just walking around in your day, you're like, well, I should be doing this. Let it be a red flag. Please let shoulds and oughts be a red flag for you that I'm not sure you're coming from that place of life-giving connection with God. And it's okay. We all do it. But you just let it be a moment to go, but Jesus, what are you saying? Oh, let me check in with Jesus. Maybe I'm using this old habit of should, and maybe even I'm hearing a voice of condemnation, so I'm just going to go to Jesus, what are you saying? Is that you saying I should this? No, rest, be free. Okay. Okay, next one. I already kind of told you all this. Um, This is more just to describe how it comes when God speaks. He speaks faster than any other. He quiets all the other voices. Um, God is very smart, y'all. I mean, truly. It sounds funny, but it's true. When you hear God speak, it's going to sound smart, and you're going to be like, oh, okay. 
It's easier than the way you think. I mean, it's so freeing. It's all your brilliant thoughts. When you have had brilliant and loving thoughts, I guarantee you that was God too. Okay, God speaks in all the ways. We know that he can speak in dreams, and he does all the time. We know that he speaks through scripture. We know that he speaks through people, through creation, all of that. But the place I'm talking about, it's very important that we actually let him sound like you and the way that you think. Because if you're waiting for God to talk in a man's voice to you every minute of the day, you will never get there. Ever. No one is having that experience. Find me that person too, and I want to talk to them. And I actually think something would be wrong with them because God is not just a man. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> okay, his voice is always there. Um, that's the other thing. Like, he's the faithful one. One of my favorite scriptures is um, even when we're faithless, he is faithful. You don't have to have faith to hear from God. I don't care what your faith level is like. He's there. I mean, he is the perfect mother. He is the perfect father. He is the one who knows how to love you and pull you out of the pit. He's the one that's not scared by your mess. You know, if, say, Claire's, I mean, even now at your age, I'm not scared when Claire's crying. It's no, she's a kid. I'm not scared if she makes a mess. She's the child. She can make a mess. I, I'm the mom, even more so. God can handle your whole mess. So he has not been scared off by you. Okay, you can go to the next one. Okay, this is, say we were just, I was only going to give you one minute on hearing God. I just spent a lot of time trying to convince you really God does speak to you. But you'll also really understand that by just practicing it because it will always work. This is the one, two, three. First, I like this prayer because it makes me feel better. I don't even know that you need to pray it. I just like it and I do it. Jesus, will you quiet every voice other than yours? Check. That's very helpful. Then be honest. What question do you really want to ask him? And you may want to ask him, what do I do with my future? I mean, that truly, we're often going to God about questions about the future. And the thing is, he, even if he gives you wisdom about the future, it's going to be a process with him. Like, you're not going to get the genie answer. And even in the prophetic, you are not going to get the genie answers. Even when they come, they don't make sense. I mean, they don't. They will. You will walk them out with Jesus, and they will make all the sense in the world but if, but if you don't know how to walk it out from a place of continually hearing from him, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to feel disconnected, and you're going to feel like you're not enough. So, so that number two is so important around, like, be in a real conversation. Like, if I'm with Annie in a car driving somewhere, it would be the weirdest car ride ever if I sat there and was like, Annie, I just really wish that you could hear me and that I could hear you. Annie, just love you so much. And then she starts to talk, and I'm like, oh, I just want you to know how much I just adore you. And then she starts to talk again, and I'm like, oh, 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 that I could be face-to-face -face with you. Like, here we are. Annie, you're in the car with me. We got a long road trip here. So in hearing God, you really need to picture yourself turning and acknowledging that he is with you. He's more with me, closer to me than Annie is right now. Whoever's the closest to you, 
Jesus is closer. So you don't have to worry. He's in the car with you. Talk like it. Stop talking to God like he's not there. I mean, stop it. (laughs) I'm so tired of it because it's what keeps us away from him. It's dumb. Don't do it just because everybody else does it. Okay, we already talked about this. Expect the answer immediately in your thinker. Paying attention to the way you think is so important because he's going to talk to you in the way you think. And you think brilliantly. Not only did God make your mind, so you already had the mind of God-likeness, but now in Christ, our minds are, you know, we have the mind of Christ. So, like, there's no excuse on either side of it. You have, you have a mind that's brilliant, and that's brilliant space is where he's going to talk to you. Okay, so let, I think we're going to talk about that next. Oh, these three questions to help. We all need to be get grounded because, oh, my gosh, we have so much stimulus, so much. You just dri- on your drive here, however you got here, you were probably exposed to what, like 2,000 ads just on seeing the highway ads and signs. And then you were on your phone today and you were exposed to so much. I honestly don't think the human brain was made to function like that. It's a lot to process. So do not shame yourself for the fact that sometimes it's hard to quiet down and listen. We all have that problem. Don't let it stop you. So just ask yourself a question. Jesus, am I your child? my child of God. And then you listen for the very first thing that comes. And you'll feel it too. You may not feel it, but the more you ask it, the more you're going to feel it, like an affirmation down here. So I'm going I'm to practice the last two with you. Are you ready? I'm going to ask, and you're just going to feel, think, and experience what comes right after I ask you. Jesus, will you ever leave us? Do you feel that? No? If you felt anything other than the no, zero shame. Rejoice in it. Tell me what it was. You don't have to say it now. Pay attention to what it was. If you heard, yes, I might leave you, back to the chart. You go, that's not him. And then you get to take that thing. Jesus, I'm hearing this. So you're in an honest conversation again. I'm hearing that you might leave me. Is that true? And then you listen again right there. You just stay in the conversation. I promise you, if you will stay in that conversation, you will be in a great conversation with Jesus. And he doesn't tell you that lie to expose you. So, like, if you say, Jesus, will you ever leave me or forsake me? And you kind of hear a, no, I won't. Well, maybe, yes, I will. You're not off. He's exposing where you're believing a lie. He's loving you. He's, you're hearing him. He's just highlighting it. So if you hear, well, maybe I will leave you, you go, gosh, God, maybe I do feel like you'll leave me. Now you're in an awesome spot. That's such an honest, awesome spot to be because you can finally be honest and not just go like, Jesus will never leave me. Oh, maybe I do feel abandoned. Jesus, why do I feel abandoned? Where did that come from? How, how has that played out in my life? So honest, honest, honest conversation and stay in it. Um, okay, one more, ch- one more little test question. And it's not a test like, will you pass? It's a test of everybody will hear the Holy Spirit answer these for you. So it reminds you of how the Holy Spirit speaks in the still small voice. So are you ready to feel it again? Okay, Jesus, do you love me? 
It's the simple answer that's going to come. It's a yes. So before you go to hear God, Jesus, quiet every voice. And then you can use one of these. Jesus, am I your child? Jesus, will you ever leave me? No. Jesus, do you love me? Yes. Have your conversation from that baseline place where you hear. Okay? Okay. Covered this, but just real fast, a shout out to my sweet husband who's out of town. He really wondered why I put a NASDAQ ticker, ticker tape up there. Oh, you can go to the next one. Sorry, I'm switching them on my phone. Um, it's not about the NASDAQ, even though God might talk to you about how you use your money, which would be smart of him and you to listen. But it's, it's about the ticker tape. There is a constant ticker tape going on in your mind. And that's what you're capturing and checking. Okay? And then um, what I mean by a movie in your mind is this. Can everybody picture going to H-E-B? Okay, Joey, what's the first thing that came to your mind when you think about going to H-E-B? Wine. Wine. Are you in the wine aisle? Do you, are you picturing yourself in the wine aisle or just thinking about wine? Just thinking about wine. Okay, is anybody actually picturing your, well, what, when you think about wine, what is, how, how are you thinking about it? Okay, are you, is that a feeling or are you picturing yourself having a glass of wine somewhere? Where are you having a glass of wine? Okay, so probably nobody else in here in their mind, in the ticker take of their mind, went to Jay Alexander's from my comment about H-E-B but that's totally legit. Like, you're all going to have your own story, and it's going to have all those facets. There's probably a feeling of, like, oh, I'd like to enjoy my wife and relax with her. There's probably pictures, a little movie. He can probably watch himself walk into jail, Alexander. It's just the way we all think. That's how God's going to speak to you. So don't limit him to words. Let him be in the movie. Let him be in the thing that he brings to your mind. And then just stop dismissing it. Stop saying, oh, God's not talking to me because I'm thinking about wine at J. Alexander. I think that G Joey and Jesus can have an amazing conversation in that space. Okay, going on to the next one. Okay, I'm going to give you just a minute, and I, you're just going to practice. Remember the prayer, and I'll do it for you. But remember the prayer, Jesus, quiet every other voice. And then I just want you to ask the question, and all you're doing is recording what comes to your mind after you ask the question. I will go through them. So if you prefer me to ask the question and you just start writing, sometimes that's easier. Okay, so are you ready? Jesus, will you quiet every other voice? Thank you. Jesus, what do I love about life? And just note what, whatever comes to your mind. I mean, I went down a real railroad there, railroad trail. Jesus, what threatens me and causes me to hold back in life?
These are big questions, too. I'm kind of throwing y'all in the deep end, so you may have to come back to them and give them more time, but I'm doing it for a reason. Y'all can handle it. Jesus, what's a core lie that I have often felt or heard? If what came to you when I asked doesn't make sense, just write it down. Trust me. And then we're going to practice taking that last one. What's a core lie that I've often felt or heard? And we're just going to take, take it right to Jesus and ask him what his truth is. So in your mind, go ahead and address that, that thought. Like for me, it could be, I'm not enough. So Jesus, a core lie I've heard is I'm not enough. But Jesus, what's the truth from your heart to mine? Go ahead and go to the next slide. Whatever you're getting in those spaces, and you can go back and take more time and have more of a conversation, like if what you got doesn't totally make sense to you, to go, tell me more. Help me understand that. How's that played out in my life? Um, but this is just that same chart, and I just want you to remember that this is where you go to check. Okay? So anything that doesn't not only sound like but come from the place of love, life, redemption, freedom, kindness, the beauty of Jesus, you just take it and ask him. Jesus, I had the thought I'm not able to connect to you, but what's the truth? Okay? Okay, real quickly, before we jump into this next piece of this, note that this is very similar to the two trees. Tree of life, me moving from this place of knowledge of good and evil, knowledge of a lot of good, but it actually produces this, okay? Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay, does anybody have a burning question? Because if you do, probably other people do, and I'd be happy to take like one or two questions quickly. But if you do, you got to throw it out there because I'm not going to wait a long time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, such a good question. I'm so glad you asked. If it's neither good or bad, kind of just great. Like a lot of times, say that again. Perfect. Well, I love butterflies. I don't think many people would say those are bad. So I'm going to throw it onto this side. Um, but yeah, kind of innocuous. And a lot of times Jesus is speaking in pictures that are totally that. The main thing is, what does it produce? What, when you think of butterflies, is it like, does it scare you? Okay. Yeah, and then you kind of go, well, what does that represent? Jesus, why'd you show me a picture of a butterfly? That's how you keep the conversation going. You don't kind of just go, God, show me a butterfly. You're still with God. Keep thinking with him. You know, don't stop. Keep going. Does that help? Okay, great question. Anybody else? One more? Yeah, Ben, yay. 
Great question. What do you do if you get stuck? Ben, how does it feel to feel stuck? Like I can't move. And how does it feel to feel like you can't move? Yeah. Jesus, I feel like I can't move. Jesus, I feel frustrated. I feel stuck. What do you have for me instead of feeling frustrated? So anything you get, you use it for your conversation. I feel disconnected again. I can't hear God again. How does that feel? It sucks. I feel so alone. That's your conversation with Jesus. Be honest. Anything that comes up is only going to help you. So even if I go, this, that's why I said a minute ago, nothing's ever, nothing is ever really nothing. A lot of times people go, I'm not getting anything. I got nothing. The question, how do you feel? How does getting nothing make you feel? Will get you unstuck from that place. But you also go, what, is, what, is, what does nothing look like, feel like, sound like? Well, it just looks like a gray blob marsh, and I'm stuck in the middle of it. That's not nothing. That's something. You feel like you're in a gray blob marsh, and you're stuck in the middle of it. It's really simple, y'all. It's re- it really is. But sometimes we try to overthink it. Um, if I really think I'm not getting anything every time I go to ask God, I promise you it feels like something. Maybe I feel really angry at God. So let's have that conversation You literally get out a piece of paper and go, I feel angry and this is why. And then let him speak. It's so powerful. If you're stuck, that is God telling you you're stuck. He's still speaking to you. Do you get it? You're always hearing. So this is why you can help other people do it. Because the reason people don't want to help people hear God is because they're afraid of what happens if it doesn't work. It always works. Nothing's never nothing. Stuck's never stuck. It's a revelation. Bringing it in the light. Well, I just am disconnected. I'm frustrated. You just got your answer. You don't need God's answer to look like anything other than what the answer is. So you can really trust that what comes up for them, if they go, I'm not hearing God. Awesome. God wants to talk to them about the fact that they think they're not hearing God. Okay? So it's just whatever comes up, God wants to talk to them about it. Good question. I'll take one more because y'all's questions are so good. No? Yes. Great. Questions are the thing. Yes. Okay. Um, Books that don't make it more complex, I don't have one, quite honestly. We, I mean, we have a resource at one that I love, and I actually have been meaning to throw them on the back table. We have a one journal, and it's 49 days of hearing God. And you can sign up for the emails at, at www.one-sa.org, 49 days of, of prayer or hearing God. I can't remember what it's called, but that leads you through 49 days of basically this stuff. And I probably have never said that before because one of my fears is being afraid to toot my own horn, like that whole I don't have anything to offer thing, but I'm going to stop because honestly, our, what we've offered, I, don't, I haven't found somewhere else. That's why we put it out there. But, um, I mean, we really love Dano McCollum. Um, I mean, there's a lot of good voices around here in God. The problem is it's been too oriented around the gift and the office. 
rather than every person, you know, and simple daily living. Like if, it, if I have to operate it in the church only after I worship for an hour, that's super wounding actually, you know, like I've got to be able to flow from this. Sounds horrible, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, on, on that, on one sa org website. And then also, if you're really, really stuck, although I genuinely think if you, if you get this, you won't be stuck. But if you are, we do prayer appointments and we can, we totally love to help people get unstuck. Yes. You, you can hear God's voice. Kevin Zadiah. And you're reminding me of the book I actually normally recommend is God Guides by Mary Gee. We have it at one. It's hard to get. So if you want it, you can just come get it. But it was what taught me how to hear God years ago. What were you going to say, Kel? Are you sure? Tell us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. Totally. Graham Cook totally, totally swims in all this. That's a great recommendation. Do you know Graham Cook? Okay, awesome, awesome. I think my point here is I'm trying to make it super simple because, again, if you think you have to go read a ton of books, if you have time and God's on it, great. But the reality of our life is I, I, I need you to be able to practice it tonight. I want you to go ahead and practice again in the morning, even if it's only for 30 seconds. Okay, how much time? Oh, we're late. I'm not going to keep going. Okay. I'll, I'll just do this in like one minute because the main thing I wanted was just to, honestly, for you guys, I feel like Kingdom Life is a place where every cylinder needs to be firing. I mean, every single one of you gets to live from hearing God. And I would literally lay down your life for a moment and go figure out how to practice it because otherwise, I promise you, you're actually, it doesn't matter how good your knowledge is, you're living from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It just is. If you, and if you just address it, address it. If you feel like you don't really know how to hear God, like literally just start practicing, start having conversations, and, and be gracious with yourself. I don't live all the time from hearing God. I remember to do it more now than I did a year ago. I do it a whole lot more now than I did 10 years ago. You know, it's, it's just a growth process. But if you don't have this piece... I don't even want to hear about the rest. I mean, truly. Okay, um, really quickly, will you go to the next slide? If you haven't been here for Kelly's um, tree of knowledge of good and evil in life, I, I mean, she has so much rich teaching there. This is kind of a PS. <laughs> Something that I felt like God showed me. I mean, I, I really do. I'm always in the scripture this, what th this did not hit me until recently. The tree was good for eating. One tree was good for eating. We know which one that was, the tree of life. And the other was beautiful to the eye. So it wasn't the bad tree. It, there, that tree was for beholding. This tree is for eating. Okay, move to the next one. Okay, we know they were both naked, and they were not ashamed. <laughs> um, and then what happens after they eat from this tree that was good for beholding? 
not eating, beholding. Yeah, they, they start to see. And in what way do they see? Self-examination, shame. But the function of it, it's, it's only for God. This side, judgment. Knowing the effects of evil, the depths of it. This is only something for the God of the universe to consume. And what did Jesus do? He alone can do this. When we do this kind of life, it kills us. But we all do it. And this is what it looks like. Go to the next slide. I can't remember what I put there. Oh, yeah. They hide. Okay. So we've all spent a lot of our life, almost all of it, especially hearing God will, will surface this because I'll say, how many people feel like they live from hearing God all the time or even feel like they can? And most of us will say no. I promise you that probably means a lot of what we're doing is over in this territory. Not all of it. We're still hearing God. But a lot of it's probably coming from fear and shame and hiding. It's every single human being. Like literally every single human being is trying to hide their weakness augment their strength, and then they shame themselves for their strength. This thing, it, what, what it is, is it's a total way of being that only the God of the universe can handle. So it's okay to behold it and go like, that's God's. And then think about this. I mean, the little snake by that tree, I mean, he probably ate from the tree, remember? He's going, don't you want to be like God? I, I don't know this. This isn't in the text. What if that was God's tree? What if he's eating from it? I mean, and what if she's, and we know this is true. She's in the garden. She has everything she needs. She still eats from the tree because she thinks that she's lacking something. So the story is about you and me and what it is to be a human. To be a human is to think that you're lacking something that you actually already have. She and Adam had everything. They walked with God. They had not the excuses we have. We have the excuse of original sin. I mean, we have the excuse of a busy life. They had no excuse, but the voice that spoke to them told them, you need to get something that you already have. So what it is to be a human is to be striving and striving to prove that we're something when we already are something. I'm trying so hard to become me or to become the person that Joel wants me to be or that all of you want me to be or that God wants me to be. As long as I'm doing that, I am functioning like a God. I'm trying to be God rather than be a human. So the tree of life is actually about being a human. I'm naked. I am not God. But I'm not ashamed anymore. So the shame thing's a big deal too. How you start walking, you know, across this, this bridge from that being obsessed with this tree, because we all are. Admit it. We've all tried to hide. We've all, I mean, it's all our stuff is all the same. It just looks different. What it looks like is to stop trying to be God. How do you try to be God? 
Well, I try to control things. I take on a ton of worry about things that aren't mine to worry about. Oh, I need to trust God more. Oh, I need to trust God more. But I'm going to try to be God. and I'm going to call this person. I'm going to fix that. I mean, how do I try to be God? I need to make enough money for my family. I'm a provider. I need to be the most emotionally available woman to my children and my husband in the world because i got to save them. I am trying. I mean, I do this. I am trying to be God rather than letting myself be a human who gets to live the life that God gave me. So you have permission today to stop trying to be God. And, and I, I just want to drive that point home. Look, they're in the garden, y'all. In the garden they hid from God. So what if, what if uh, maybe old Eve, when that serpent said, hey, you know, you would be like, God, eat from this tree. What if she just went, you know what? God, I really feel, what if she was out loud, honest? God, I really feel like God's holding out on me. I really feel like I'm missing something. God, I don't know if God ate from that tree, but maybe God did. What if she just went back to God and said, hey, I feel like you're holding out on me, and I feel like I'm lacking something. I want to eat fruit from that tree. And then she listened to what he had to say. I don't know what he would have said, but I have a feeling it would be something like some people who love me do. Hey, you're afraid of lack. You're not lacking. Hey, that's my tree because it's too much of a burden for you to bear. It will crush you. It will make you miserable. Only I handle that. You get to be a human. You get to mess up. It's okay. Come and talk to me about it. So why I believe that talking to God's the most important thing for that reason. It's how you get to live from the tree of life. It's the only way over there. Okay, I'm going to skip that one. That's kind of a summary of what I just said. Okay, what if the key to our freedom was practicing being humans? I think a lot of our faith life may have been trying to practice being like God. You're already made in his image. You're already like him. Done. You can't get more like him than you are right now. You were made in his image. You can let him love you. You can live from a place of acceptance, but what if the key to our freedom was practicing being human rather than trying to control everything and practice being God? It'll never work, and it'll frustrate you. So we've all had this addiction. I am in recovery from addiction to trying to Figure it out apart from Jesus. This tree is anything that you do apart from living connection. So practical ways to do that, practice not hiding. Stop it. (laughs) We all do it. But when you notice that you're hiding, when you notice you're trying to present something that's a little better than you are, you don't have to go shame yourself. Just tell somebody, I'm hiding. I feel like a fraud. Um... What if we practice not stuffing our emotions? 
Okay, I'm going to end there. It's 620, and I'm so glad to be with you guys tonight. Thank you so much for listening, and I am going to pray a prayer over you. Um, If you do have any questions or you felt stuck during that time of listening, I'm so happy to sit here for a little while and just talk it out with anybody. Okay, Jesus, will you remind us of a time when we felt free? Free to be, not to hide. And as you, whatever came to your mind, it may have just been a flash. Maybe you were three dancing around in the backyard, I don't know. But whatever it was, don't judge what came to your mind. Just go ahead and look around in that memory. Notice who's there. Notice the colors. Notice the time of day. And I'm going to ask Jesus to to show you why he brought that memory to your mind. Jesus, why does that memory represent freedom? And I just want to give you a space to be real honest with God in your head. Anything that feels heavy, anything that feels weighty, anything that feels like a burden or a disconnect or a stuck, I just want you to tell him, like, and just give it to him. Picture yourself just piling it into Jesus' lap. Release it. It helps to breathe while you're doing that. And then take a step back from it, and I just want you to watch what Jesus is going to do with all the things that felt heavy to you. And now Jesus is going to bring you, put in your hands, or show you a picture of something that, that is freedom. And it's for you. Jesus, what do you want to give us from your heart? And then if it sounds good and it feels freeing, go ahead and receive it. And then you're going to get to keep that conversation going about why he gave you what he gave you, what it is. God, I thank you so much that you speak all the time. And thank you so much that you're helping us practice it more and more together. Thank you that it is the key. Thank you that you died to show us that nothing could separate us from you. Not even hell itself. We love you. Amen. Thanks. Don't forget your flower on the way out. No prayer team, but I'm happy to chat. Don't forget your children. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website at kingdomlifesa.com for more podcasts, updates, and events, or find us on Facebook and Instagram. Have a blessed day.